Hallelujah. Let your voice out. I thank you, Jesus. I praise your name, Lord. You are high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. I lift your name on high. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping God with the people of God. It just feels right. It feels right in this place. And we are going to, I have no doubt that God wants to touch some people. And uh, before I get started, we are going to pray, but I just want to let you know, I, I believe that revelation is going to come to some people we will be in some doctrine today, and so you might want to have a pen and paper out, write down a bunch of scriptures, because they're going to be coming at you kind of quick. But there's going to be some revelation. There's also going to be people delivered, because we're going to be talking about the name that's above every name, and that name has power to set you free. And there are people that are hurting, and that name has the power to mend your broken heart and to give you a fresh start in life. And so before I even get started, let's pray that God will open up our heart to receive his word. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so thankful to worship you here today. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost flow freely here today. Let lives be changed. Let revelation come to people's hearts and people's minds. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we are here, God, because you have been so good to us. You have been so merciful to us. God, we are so thankful for the opportunity to worship you and to call you by name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you clap your hands to the Lord as you are seated? In Jesus' name. A 24-hour period, it was quite an intense moment for the world, whether it understood it or not. I know I have said here before that the day that we declared our independence, that the King of England said nothing of importance happened today. He did not realize the impact and I don't know what the world absolutely understood at that moment, but all those that were there that day knew that something was going on. It was a 24-hour period that shook the foundations of the world, both earthly and heavenly. It was quite a day. It started with many as a worship time where they were waving their palm branches as Jesus came into Jerusalem and but then it started with the Passover, and there at the Passover, Jesus would begin to talk to his disciples, begin to break bread, tearing this bread, and then letting them know, this is my body that is broken for you. As that bread was torn, they began to see it in their mind's eye, his flesh being torn. And then, this is the cup of my blood, which is shed for many. Now they are drinking this wine, thinking of the blood that was going to be shed for them. And from that moment, they then go to the Garden of Gethsemane. There, Jesus begins to pray. The moment had not really sunk into the disciples because they were sleeping. He couldn't keep them awake. They were kind of sleepy, I guess. Maybe a long trip there and, and a, a long celebration on that wonderful holiday of the Passover. And now they are sleeping. But Jesus is there and he's praying. And the Bible says that his sweat became as great 
drops of blood. The intensity of this prayer, the intensity that was happening at that moment. But then all of a sudden there, there came people there in the night and they took him away. The disciples fled in terror. And as they fled, they took Jesus there first to the high priest's home and then next to Pilate and back and forth it went. But even standing there before Pilate in this moment, he, Pilate looks at him in John 18 and verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you, are thou king of the Jews? Is, is this who you are? Is this what you are representing here? Are you the king then? Jesus answered said, Thou sayest that I am a king. And to this end was I born. For this cause came I into the world. To do what I'm doing right now. This is why, why I am here. And so from there they took him and they bounced him around to a couple other uh, men trying to find someone that would do the Jews bidding uh, to put him to death uh, finally Pilate after he had went back from Herod back to Pilate said finally uh, go ahead take him uh, but let his blood uh, uh, his blood is not on my hands uh, and they cried out let his blood be upon us uh, and our children uh, they took him and they began to beat Jesus's back uh, until his flesh uh, began to be like ribbons uh, and you could see the inside organs. Uh, they took him and they crucified him uh, on a rugged cross. Uh, there he was. Uh, what was all this about? Uh, it was the purpose. Uh, it was why he came in Romans chapter 14 and verse number 9 for this end Jesus both died and rose again why did he come his purpose was revealed in his name all these things that he was going through that he stood before Pilate and said for this end have I come later the apostle Paul would begin to talk about this is the reason that he died and he rose again what was that reason the reason was revealed in his name and everyone said amen. amen in bible times a person's name represented who they were many times they were not even named at, the, at that time they would let the personality come out for a little while before they would name that child and uh, they, they had names such as jacob Jacob means supplanter and deceiver, and what he was was a supplanter and a deceiver. Uh, he would go around, and he, he, he was so sly with how he handled things that it actually was built into his name. You find that throughout uh, the Word of God. There were people's names that represented who they were. When you said someone's name, you were actually talking about their personality, their, their uh, character, uh, their their, their identity was wrapped up more than just, hey, I'm going to throw this name out there because it's his father's name or his grandfather's name. It was a name that was picked for the personality of this person. And the same is true with Jesus. His name is revealed with great power. This name was Jesus. It has great power wrapped up in it. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Wherefore God hath highly exalted 
him, speaking of Jesus, and have given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things of heaven, of things of earth, and things beneath the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. God had highly exalted him. That name did not just pop out of thin air. The angel came down to Mary and Joseph and told them what this name was going to be. It was an exalted name. It was a powerful name. It was a name that one day every knee shall bow to. The Bible says of things in heaven, every angel in heaven will bow down to the name of Jesus. Of things in earth, every human being, whether you love Jesus or not, whether you believe in God or not, there will be a day that your knee is going to bow to that name. But not only in earth, every demon in hell will get, have a knee bowed before the name that's above every name. If you know who I'm talking about, will you just clap your hands to the Lord just for a moment? And because this name was so powerful, because this name was so great, Jesus gave them instructions about how to use his name. He said, whenever you are gathering together like we are right now, he said, you should do it in the name. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20. Wherefore, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. If you want me to be in the midst of you, when you come together, do it in the name. When you come together, you let each other know we're not here for each other. We're here because there was one uh, that died for us on a tree. Uh, and he said, when you gather together, don't do it on, in Souls Harbor's name. Uh, do it in Jesus' name. Uh, don't do it in your name. Uh, do it in Jesus' name. Uh, that's how we gather together. He said he gave us instruction how to use his name. When you come together, do it in my name. He said whenever you begin to pray for people, do it in my name. John chapter 14, verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it do it. So I'm praying about something. How do I pray? You pray in the name that's above every name. Why do we, when we came up here a few minutes ago and we laid hands on people, we didn't lay hands on people in the name of Roland or in the name of Brother Timmy or in the name of Brother Ricky or the name of Brother Stan. No, we did not. We laid hands on you and we said in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, that name has all power. I'm talking today about a name that has all power in it. And when we pray, we should pray in the name of Jesus. You know, it's pretty funny. I've been on a lot of airplanes. And uh, I've been there and turbulence hit. Anyone ever been on an airplane when turbulence hit? Now, there's sometimes it's a little bump. But sometimes you drop. Anybody ever dropped? Oh, Lord. And let me tell you something. Saved or unsaved, when you drop, everyone becomes religious. 
And I have never heard anybody say, Buddha! I just haven't heard it. Maybe you have. I've never have. I've never heard anyone yell Allah. I never heard any of that, but I've heard a lot of Jesus. I've been on international flights where there's all kind of people, but nobody else refers back to the name. They, they don't do that. They just kind of tuck her in. But the people of God realize the power that's tied up in the name. And when we are in trouble, it's an influx inside of us. It's a reaction that we can't stop. It's just, Jesus, why? I need help. There's something going on. It just rises up in us to call on the name. He told them to go and preach. And when they were to preach, Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. When we preach, we're to preach in the name of Jesus. I'm not to stand up here and preach in my own name. If I did, I have a good name passed down from my father. It's a good name. I'm proud of my name. I'm thankful for what I have. But I can't preach in the name of James Barnum. And my son is also passed down to him. I'm proud of that name. But I can't preach in that name when I hear preaching. If I want someone's life to be changed, if I can speak the name over you and you can believe that there's power in that name, it can sober you up in a moment. It can set you free in a second. I'm telling you, uh, if you will get a hold uh, when you begin to preach the name. Dealing with different situations, Jesus gave us instructions. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. He's saying you're going to be in a situation... And there's going to be spirits. And if you try to cast them out in your own name, you're going to have issues. You're going to get beat up, tore up, something awful. You come in your own name to one of those spirits inside and they, don't, they won't respond. But when you come up to a spirit in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, I have seen, I have seen demon-possessed people, uh, mainly overseas. You don't see as much of it here as you do overseas. Uh, but I've seen them uh, tied up, people bringing them in, uh, them lashing out at people. Uh, and all of a sudden, we begin to pray uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and I've watched their countenance uh, as it begins to change. Uh, and their body, uh, every muscle tense begins to relax uh, he begins to lay prone uh, and they untied him uh, and he lifted his hands uh, and began to worship the name uh, that's above every name uh, I'm not talking about fairy tales uh, I'm talking about what I've seen with my own eyes uh, there is a name uh, that has power in the spirit world uh, that has power in the physical world uh, that name is Jesus say it with me that name is He said, when you lay hands on the sick, do it in the name. When you pray, do it in the name. When you gather, gather in the name. When you preach, preach in the name. People say, well, you make a big deal about the name. I'm just quoting scripture. Seems to me like the Bible makes a big deal about the name to me. And I'm just getting started today. So when the disciples got the instructions, 
they obeyed the instructions. They weren't the classic man that said, I'm going to find my own way. I'm not lost. I'm not lost. Give me the big play place. I'm just going to put it together my own way. Sure, there's a few pieces left over at the end, but hey, it's not so bad. I reinforced it my own way. No, no, they, they got instructions. They understood the importance of the instructions, and they used the instructions. So Jesus told them to go and pray for the sick in his name. Do you want to know what they did? Acts chapter 3, verse 6. A lame man is there. He's asking alms. But then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And all of a sudden the man's ankles received strength. And he stood up and he went into the temple leaping and praising God. When they prayed for the sick, they heard Jesus say, do it in my name. They did it in his name. And people got up off the ground in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you, if you will follow the instructions, you're going to see the miraculous in your life. He said, you shall cast out demons in my name. The disciples believed him. So there was a woman that was chasing him around. Paul and Silas wouldn't stop. Kept just messing with him. Kept just for days. Everywhere they went, they just putting up with it. She was being so sarcastic and so uh, just these are the men of the most high God just oh listen to them just mocking and Paul just kept walking thinking mm, you, you better stop this lady just kept going and he was trying to be nice I guess but after many days he had had it up to here well, how are you going to get rid of an evil spirit? Jesus gave instructions. So they used the instructions. Acts 16 and 8. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that same hour. When you are dealing with something, Jesus gave you instructions to pray in the name. And the disciples just believed it would work. And so they turned to that evil spirit and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, what are you dealing with? It's time for you to look at it in the name of Jesus and say, it's time for you to get out. It's time for you to leave. It's time for you to stop messing with my family in the name of Jesus. You've got to believe this or you're going to deal with that spirit. There's only one way. You can't just get him out by your good intentions. But there is a name that has all power. You may be seated. So Jesus instructed to go preach in my name. 
They just believe the instructions. And so, Acts chapter 5, verse 28 and 29, saying, this is those that had them in captivity. They said, did we not strictly command you that you should not teach in this name? Now, we have an issue. The issue is not that you're helping people. The issue is not that people are being healed. But didn't we tell you not to talk about the name? We've talked about this. We're not trying to stop you from doing all this stuff. See, what people don't understand is all this stuff comes through the name of Jesus. They were fine with people being healed. They just didn't want the credit to go where it belonged, which is to Jesus. And so he said, this, this, don't talk about the name. But I Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I said, I said, don't do it. He said, I, I told you not to teach in the name, but you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. You won't stop talking about this thing. You just keep preaching about the name, about the name. Just go heal a few people. Just do some good deeds. Uh, no, uh, because all the goodness in me uh, comes from Jesus. Uh, any power, uh, it comes from Jesus. Uh, I can't stop talking about Jesus. Uh, are you out of your mind? Peter and the other apostles... They answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Because Jesus told me to preach in the name. And you're saying don't preach in the name. Jesus told me to pray in the name. You don't want me to pray in the name. Jesus told me to lay hands on the sick in the name. You don't want me to do it in the name. I'd rather obey God than man. And the world today will try to push, and they want me to pray a generic prayer. But I don't serve a generic God. I serve a God that died for me, and he has a name. His name's above every name. How can I not speak the name of Jesus? How can I not proclaim the name of Jesus? How can I not shout the name of Jesus? If you serve a generic God, you go ahead and just sit there. But if you serve a God that's alive and well, you ought to leave this place and tell people about him. If you serve a God that has power, you ought to tell the people who has the power. Oh, take about 20 seconds and praise him with everything that is within you. Well, it's okay if you do that, just don't do it in the name of Jesus. It's okay if you clap and you holler, just don't do it in the name of Jesus. It's okay if you go to a football game and you act a fool, 
but just don't act the fool in the name of Jesus. It's okay if you lift your voice uh, and you scream at whatever activity you're at, uh, but just not in the name of Jesus. Uh, it's okay if you go to a nightclub uh, and you dance all night long. Uh, just don't dance in the name of Jesus. Uh, I've got news for you. Uh, beat me, throw me in a prison, uh, but I can't stop doing it uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, you do whatever you've got to do, uh, but there is a name uh, that saved me, uh, a name uh, that brought me out, uh, a name uh, that gave me another chance. Uh, I can't just sit here. I've got to worship and praise in that name. It'll deliver you. It'll set you free. It'll bring you out. There's power. Woo! Yes! They said, you be seated. They said, we're going to obey, oh God, we're the man. All right? Let's see how much you're going to really do that. I've threatened you, but now we're taking it to the next step. Verse 40. It says, and they, when they called the apostles and beaten them. Now I warned you. Now we're beating you. Now let this be a lesson to you. I'm going to command you again. We're not playing games. Don't speak in the name of Jesus. Then they made the mistake. They let him go. <laughs> You know what they really did? They may have just about been out of steam, but they were in there and every whip, they just were winding them up. Don't speak. Just be quiet. Boom. Oh. They were winding them up, and when they walked out of that place, uh, they went out, and the Bible says uh, in verse 42, uh, and daily in the temple and in every house, uh, they cease not to teach uh, and to preach uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, go ahead. Uh, do what you got to do. Uh, you're not playing games. Uh, neither am I. Uh, you're not fooling. Uh, neither am I. Uh, I can't be stopped. Uh, I can't be silent. Uh, there is a name uh, that needs to be preached uh, in all the world. There's miracles in this place that will happen today. And it will happen in the name of Jesus Christ. You may be seated. But his purpose was not just to heal your body. His purpose was revealed in his name. Jesus means Jehovah saves or Jehovah has become my salvation. The miraculous that happens is simply because his name is that powerful. But his purpose is wrapped up in the name. His purpose is not for you just to have a well body here. 
His purpose is not for you just to have a good education and good funds and live here prosperly, even though it is his will that we prosper. But that's not his purpose. His purpose is that we shall be saved. It was revealed in the very first mention of his name. <laughs> Joseph, I know you don't understand this all. But she shall bring forth a son. I know it's hard for you to even believe this. She's telling you she's never been with a man and she's pregnant. But I'm here to tell you. She's going to bring forth a son. And you're going to call his name Jesus. And this is the reason why. He shall save his people from their sins. This is why he came. It's all wrapped up in his name. Salvation is wrapped up in a name. You can repent all you want to, uh, but we're about to get into it. It better be in the name. Uh, everything is wrapped up uh, in the name. Uh, Acts 4 and 12 uh, said, Neither is there salvation in any other, uh, for there's no other name, no other name, no other name uh, given among men uh, whereby we must be saved. Uh, the reason we talk about Jesus uh, is because the Bible talks about Jesus. When it comes to eternity, my name will mean nothing. As good of a name that I have and I pass down to my son, James Edward Barnum, James Jason Barnum, my boys in Sunday school, James Andrew Barnum. Just about forgot my boy's name there for a minute. It happens. I'm just thankful we don't have a dog because I already go through all three names. I know I'll be going through the dog's name or the cat's name too. As good as that name is that made me want to pass it down, the Varnum name, that good working, hard working people, good name, but that name in eternity will mean nothing. Jesus looks for those who are members of the family, who have taken on the name. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. I'm going to tag it and come back a little bit more and talk about it. Now, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. We're baptized into his name. We have taken on his name. For as many in Galatians 3, 27, it says again, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I've taken on a name. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh uh, therefore, that you won't fulfill the lust thereof. Uh, I put on Christ. I have taken on a name. I have been bought into a family. And when we are in that process, uh, John 3 and 5 says, uh, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, you've got to be born of the water and the Spirit, uh, and you do that in the name. We're about to look at it. See, there's a family resemblance when you've taken on the name. 
in Acts 4.13 when they were trying to stop them, but they also took notice of them. And the Bible says in Acts 4 and 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they have been with Jesus. They're saying, Look, these guys shouldn't be able to talk like they're talking and doing what they do. They shouldn't be knowing what they know, but there's a family resemblance here. Do you remember someone else that spoke with authority? Do you remember someone else that they marveled that when he spoke the boldness? I sensed that same boldness. There was a family resemblance. See, his purpose is wrapped up and revealed in his name. The gospel, which Jesus acted out, his death, his burial, his resurrection. The gospel that we obey with repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. All of this is through the name. All of it. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 24, verse Forty-seven, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. That repentance. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Repentance is in the name. The Bible says, unto thee only have I sinned. The only one that is truly that we sin against is God himself. God manifests in the flesh. And so when we repent, it's to be preached and to be acted out in his name. For it is him that we have sinned against. That's why Peter, when he preached on the day of Pentecost, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Repent in the name of Jesus Christ. But not only repent in the name of Jesus Christ. So repentance is in the name. Repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. Repent in the name of Jesus Christ. But also the second part of the gospel, which is baptism, is also done in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everywhere they went, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. It was in the name of the Lord. Acts 8, 16. For yet he has fallen upon none of them, only they have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 10, 48. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then they prayed him stay there certain days. Verse uh, Acts 19 and verse 5. When they heard this, uh, they were baptized uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you start to see a pattern here? Whenever they were baptized, uh, it was in the name. When they repented, uh, it was in the name. Why? All power is in that name. Acts 22 and 16. And now, while tarriest thou, Arise and be baptized. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Whenever they were baptized, it was in the name. When they repented, it was in the name. And when they got the Holy Ghost, it was in the name. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, 
whom the Father will send in my name. When the Holy Ghost shows up, it shows up in a name. The name that's above every name. The name of Jesus. When you receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, uh, it's attached uh, to uh, a name. Uh, Mark 16 and 17 again. Uh, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Uh, in my name, uh, in my name, uh, they shall cast out devils. Uh, they shall speak with new tongues. Uh, when are they going to speak with new tongues? Uh, in uh, my name. Uh, if you're going to repent uh, and obey the gospel, it's in the name. Uh, if you're going to be baptized uh, and obey the gospel, uh, it's in the name if you're going to get the Holy Ghost and obey the gospel it's in the name that's why the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 and whatsoever ye do in word or in deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus whatever you do I don't care what you're doing I don't care what you're facing you've got to do it in the name that name has power he said whatsoever you do in word and deed do all of it do all of it in the name of Jesus don't shut me down world don't Try to silence me uh, because I can't help uh, but speak the name. Hebrews 1.4, being made so much better than the angels. For he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. That name is not just any name it was inherited from his father and you don't inherit something that doesn't exist that's why when he said at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow because the name of Jesus is God's name revealed Jehovah has become my salvation. Not just Jehovah up in the heavens, but he's come down and he's robed himself in flesh so that I can have the power. And so whatever you're facing and whatever you're going through, you've got to get on your knees and begin to call on a name that has all power. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, I will do it. Verse 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to hit your knees today. If you're dealing with something where you don't know what I'm dealing with, it doesn't matter. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, get the name of Jesus in the middle of it. It's the best thing you can do. It's a name that has all power. His name can bring healing to your body. His name can bring you out. See, his purpose was revealed. His name is not something that we just exalt just so it's up there and, hey, we have this name. We have a king, King George. It's not just a name that's up there, but it's a name that's applied. When I repent, I repent to the one that I sinned against Jesus. 
When I'm baptized, I'm baptized in the name of the one that I sinned against, Jesus. When I receive the Holy Ghost, the one that I sinned against comes inside of me in the name of Jesus. All of it. But his purpose is not to stand and look down at someone and say, look at me up here and you down there. Look how powerful my name is. Jesus releases his power. He is not a hoarder of the power. He gives power. He is not a control freak. As a matter of fact, once he gives you a, a gift, the Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. There are people that have received gifts from God that are no longer serving God the way they need to, but are still operating in gifts that God has given them. Saul was no longer anointed, but he was still prophesying. God doesn't hoard power. He gives power. He doesn't control everything. He surrenders everything. And he's here and he looks. And what's his purpose here? To say how powerful I am and how weak you are? No. He looks down. He comes out of a wilderness. And they deliver a scroll to him. Luke 4, 17. And there was delivered unto him as he sat there in the temple, the book of Esaias, Old Testament translation, Isaiah. And when he had opened the book... He found the place. He went to the place. He wanted to, people to know what he came to do. He found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to the captive and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You want to know what his purpose is? He says, I've come. Let me read it again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, those that don't have it, those that can't. They're talking about the poor in spirit here, those that, 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 that are so weak in themselves. I've come to preach the gospel to them. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come for those here today that your heart has been broken and torn apart. Maybe a relationship. Maybe there's something there. Maybe something that someone has done to you and you're brokenhearted. He said, I've come to set free. I've come to deliver those that are brokenhearted hearted uh, to preach deliverance uh, to the captive uh, those that feel like you're in chains uh, and you're in bonds uh, you can't hardly lift your hands to worship God uh, there's such weight uh, that's pressing down on you uh, I've come to preach deliverance uh, to the captive uh, recovering of sight to the blind uh, those that are walking through life uh, and can't seem to find their way uh, they're stumbling in the darkness uh, I came to lift the veil and put light uh, in their life uh, and I've come to set at liberty them that are bruised 
bruise uh, those uh, they haven't cut you deep enough uh, maybe people can't even see it uh, maybe you can walk erect enough uh, but you're bruised inside uh, and just a touch uh, when you're bruised uh, someone could just barely touch you uh, and it didn't used to hurt uh, but now because there's a bruise uh, every time someone touches you you shrink away uh, and they think uh, you don't want any love uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, is that you're hurting uh, he said I've come uh, to help those uh, that are bruised uh, that can't take a hug anymore uh, that can't take anyone even touching them uh, not because they don't want it uh, but they're bruised uh, but I know what you're going through Paul it's hard for you to kick against the bricks uh, I feel your pain uh, and I've come uh, to set you free I've come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20. And he closed the book. I've come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. They sat in utter amazement. Their eyes were fastened on him. You're not really going to do that, are you? Because he was in the middle of a paragraph, a sentence. And when you read the word of God, you were never to stop in the middle. It was like interrupting God. You were to finish that out. But see, he wasn't interrupting God. He was God. And he was saying, my purpose is to stop here. What did he stop in the middle of? Isaiah 61 and 1. This is where he was reading from. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to preach liberty to the captive, and the opening of prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's where he closed the book. But the next verse was, next part was, and the day of vengeance of our God. He said, I'm not here to pour out vengeance right now. I've come to give you a chance. And he closed the book. God's purpose is revealed in his name. Jesus did not come to beat you up. Jesus did not come to put you down and say there's no hope. Jesus closed the book and said, I'm not here to pour out vengeance. I'm here to give you mercy and to give you grace. And we are still living in, the, in the, uh, the, the time of the grace and the mercies of God. And as powerful as his name is to heal, that's not his purpose. As powerful as his name is to do so many things in this w- world and give you power, that's not his purpose. The purpose is revealed. Jehovah saves. Jehovah has become my salvation. His purpose is to say, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
you're being weighed down by the things of this world. I'm here to tell you today you can repent in the name of Jesus. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're needing, the name can envelop you and wrap you up and say, I love you. Now take on Christ. Put on that name. And now when you begin to walk into situations, the spirit world says it's not just Jason walking in there. That's Jason Barnum, Jesus right there. He has taken on a name. He's a part of the family of God. There's power. Stand with me. What is the purpose? The purpose is not the power. The purpose is salvation. The purpose is not to just be in awe. The purpose is I've come to bring you out of darkness and into a marvelous light. I've come for those that are hurting, those that are bruised, those that don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. They're so hurt in their side and they feel like they're bound up. He said, this is why I came. I came to make a difference in your life. But it's all wrapped up in that name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today, in just a few moments, we're going to gather up here. We're all going to come and fill up this altar. And we're about to start praying in the name that has all power. We are gathered together in that name. And as we gather together, together and begin to pray in the name if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ there's robes ready you can be baptized if you have not repented of your sins you can kneel down and be repented in your heart and in your mind to the one that you sinned against which is Jesus if you have not received the Holy Ghost you can lift your hands after you repented and given your heart to God and you can be filled with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost if you are here and you are broken and you are bruised you can come down here and you're going to find a loving God that's ready to wrap you up. You can begin to cry on his shoulder and know that his mercy, his grace is sufficient for you. Bow your heads right now. We're about to make a move all over this place. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I'm looking across at so many wonderful people. God, some that have served you for years, some of you, God, I know, God, they're going through some trials right now and they need you. God, some have never even known you. They have never bowed their knee to you. God, wherever we are, God, today, let us come in your name. God, and I pray that you will mend the broken heart here today. I pray that you will set us free here today, that you will give us a fresh start here today. God, your purpose is revealed in your name. You want us to have salvation, and in that salvation, joy unspeakable and full of glory. God, I pray, God, today that you will touch the hard heart and soften it. I pray that you'll touch the great man and woman of God that have served you for so many years, but they're going through a trial right now, and they need your loving arms to wrap them up. God, each and every one of us, we come together in that name because we know that your name has all power. But when we gather in your name, you're there in the midst of God. And where you are, God, you said that there's joy in the presence of the Lord. So, Lord, we're asking that your presence envelop us. God, wash over us. Fill us with your spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, 
This does not mean you're joining the church. This means you're getting a hold of a name, a God that loved you so much. But if you need to repent, if you need to be baptized, you need the Holy Ghost. If you need just a healing from a brokenness, if you're just excited about who Jesus is, I want us to gather together with all of the issues and all the greatness of God. I want you to bring all your cares to him right now. From the front to the back, ask someone beside you, would you like to come with me and pray? And will you come right now? Come find a place. Come all the way up to the front. Try not to block the aisles. Come as close as you can. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is here right now. If you will lock in, if you will begin to focus and see those nail-scarred hands, if you'll begin to see him there on the cross, knowing how much he loved you, he said, for this end was I come. This is the purpose. I came to die and to rise again so I can live in the hearts of men and women. That's why I've come. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, Lord. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. You're dealing with some addictions right now. You ought to just lift your hands and begin to call out on his name. That's it. Come on. That's it. Come give your heart to God today. He loves you so much. He don't care what your issues are. He came for your issues. He came for those things that you're embarrassed about. He said, bring it to me. Watch what I can do. Watch what I will do in your life. I'll give you a fresh start. My purpose is not to put you down. I've closed the book at this time on that. I'm here for the acceptable year of the Lord. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's some mercy. I feel mercy in this house. I feel the mercies of God in this house. I feel the mercies of God in this house. Come on, repent of those sins. Make a decision to get those sins washed away in the name of Jesus by baptism. Open up. Surrender to God and be filled with His Spirit. Ministers begin to move. Saints of God, obey God right now. Come on, don't keep acting like you don't have issues. Give your issues to God. Come on, you can't ever get it fixed. You're never going to get over it if you don't just say, here it is, God, I need your help. Come on, don't worry about what people think about you. Worry about what Jesus is reaching out to. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. With your spirit, holy me. Come on, he's here to give you a fresh start. Cover me. He's here to give you a fresh start. Cover me. I said, obey God all over this place. Holy one. There's something about praying for one another in the name of Jesus. Unifying one with another in the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. There's deliverance in that name. Salvation is in that name. With your spirit. Holy one, Holy Ghost. Cover me. That's it. Pour your heart out to God. Cover me. He loves you. Cover While me. you were yet a sinner, He died for you. With your spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy one, cover me. I don't know what to do. 
just bow your head and begin to talk to the Lord. I don't know what to do. Just bow your head and begin to talk to Jesus. Come on, he closed the book on vengeance today. There will be a day, that final day, that it opens back up. But today, the grace of God is here. Today, the mercies of God is here. Come on, get back in the middle of it. Come on, get back in the middle of it. Come on, call on that name. Call on that name. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, I want you to cover me, Lord. Cover me, Lord. With your spirit. Holy one. Cover me, Lord. Cover me. Oh, there's something moving in this place. Come on. Jesus loves you enough to be right here just waiting for you to bow your knee and call out to him. He's as close as the mention of his name. His arm is not short. Feel after him. You're going to find him. That's awesome. There you go. That's God. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost right there. That's it right there. That's the mercy of God. That's it. That's awesome. There you go. Oh, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. Come on, let the Holy Ghost touch you. That's it. That's a merciful God. That's a loving God. That's the God that cares about you. Hallelujah. That's awesome. There you go. That's awesome. There you go. Come on. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. With your spirit. God, you are merciful. God, you are gracious. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, someone begin to call on that name. Someone begin to call on that name. Come on, begin to pray in the name of Jesus for your family. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus for your children. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus for your husband and your wife. There's power. There's deliverance. Love him with your heart, love him with your mouth, love him with your actions. 